This is Thoughts from the Metal Cavern, where only one opinion matters, and it's not yours. G'day there. How's your day been? Yeah, mine's probably been the same. But seeing as you have bothered to go to your podcast provider and choose this podcast to listen to, I guess I'd better expand on the day at hand. So this is what I've found interesting in the last day or so. This is the Almanac Report on Thoughts from the Metal Cavern. G'day there and thanks for dropping by for another fabulously wonderful episode of Thoughts from the Metal Cavern. I've been sitting here this morning waiting to see if Aaron Judge can finally hit his 60-second home run, which would give him the American lead, uh, American League record for most home runs in a season. Now, most of you who listen to this wouldn't have the faintest idea what I'm talking about. But I guess that if you've read the title of this episode, you probably didn't tune in for that. Because last week, or just over a week ago, I did an episode on the 50th anniversary of the start of the series MASH. And surprisingly enough, uh, today, as I'm recording this program, it's 40 years since the start, or since the first episode was aired, of a show called Cheers. Now, how many of you remember Cheers? How many of you watched Cheers? And how many of you watched every single episode of that program? There's probably not many that watched all of them. Uh, I can put my hand up saying that I was one of them. Uh, it wasn't necessarily at the time, but I had to go back uh, in the syndication years, I guess he'd put it, and, and catch up on the ones that I'd missed. But it was a, a really terrific show, uh, one that uh, its popularity actually ran through the whole time the series was aired, which is very unusual for, I would say, for American TV programs, and it probably got out at just the right time. And not only was it in the situation that it was in, but it also had to recycle some characters. It had to it, it suffered the loss of a couple of uh, main characters that could have thrown the show off its rails, but the writers were able to recover from that and bring in other characters who did just as good, if not a better job. So today I'm going to reminisce, or my reminiscing, on 40 years of the show Cheers. And of course... It's a place where everybody knows your name. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you So yes, Cheers first aired, the first episode aired, on September 30, 1982. 
40 years ago, obviously. Otherwise, why would I be doing this uh, show? Well, I'd be doing it anyway because I liked Cheers, and it was fun. And surely everyone has seen the show, and surely anyone who's listened to this has seen the show. But as we know, uh, it was conceived by uh, three people, uh, the Charles Burrow Charles conglomerate, which was James Burroughs and the brothers Glenn and Les Charles. And the show eventually ran for 11 seasons in 275 episodes in total. So it's a situation comedy and it's set in a bar in Boston and, and most of the scenes were filmed on in the actual bar itself rather than uh, outdoor stuff. Now, they, occasionally there will be from the restaurant upstairs or or when they went to <laughs> to various weddings that never seemed to go ahead as scheduled. And obviously the, the show itself is stars. Uh, it's about the bar, of course, Cheers, which is owned by uh, Sam Malone, who is a former relief pitcher for the Boston Red Sox and is a renowned uh, womanizer, I guess is the best way to put it. And it's all about his staff and the regulars who come into the bar. And that's basically what the show is about. And when it first started, it didn't rate very well, which is interesting in that it was probably the first two or three seasons where it actually built its audience uh, with people finding out about it, I guess, and, and coming on board. And I guess the interesting thing was it began to get popular uh, at the point in time where this relationship, uh, the romance that had happened on and off between Sam and Diane, who is working as a bartender in Cheers, when they were, Diane was going to get married to Fraser Crane and then called it off at the last minute. And it was actually at that point in time that the series rose in popularity and never really dropped back again to what it had been in that first series. Now, the first series, I think there was uh, some thought that it would uh, only last for one series, and but somehow they kept it on air and, and it kicked on. And, and by that stage, it, you had to get to know the characters and then um, their quirks, and then from that point in time, things could work. So in the first three series, what we basically had was uh, Sam Malone, the owner and bartender at Cheers, uh, we had, uh, and that was played by Ted Danson and, and played beautifully by Ted Danson, might I say, Diane Chambers, who was played by Shelley Long, uh, which really made her career. Uh, I think in the first episode, uh, Diane was um, dropped by her fiance, and because of course she feels that she's a you know, an academic, she's much more sophisticated than, uh, you know, working in a bar, but because she had no job and, and now no money and, and no husband to be, she actually had to take on the job as being a bartender at uh, at Cheers, which then put her offside with uh, Carla, who was the main bartender there, <laughs> who was uh, a much more uh, wise-cracking, down-to-earth character than Diane, and of course, that enabled those two characters to play off each other beautifully. With Diane obviously maintaining a uh, that she was above all of this, and of course Carla, who <laughs> felt that she was just a bitch. Then we had um, Coach, who was also 
the bartender at, at Cheers. Um, he was a retired baseball coach and, of course, had been involved with Sam's baseball career. And uh, his character was just terrific. And then around that, we had the, uh, the regulars at the bar. And initially, it started with, with Norm, who was the man who came in. Norm! And that was a running joke for quite some time. And, of course, we had Cliff Claven, who was a postal worker, who was more or less the person that he was able to play off as well. So that was the main staff, uh, main cast, sorry, for those first two and a half to three seasons. And each of them was brilliant in their own way. A lot of the main stuff was between Sam and Diane and their on-again, off-again relationship. And as we said, towards the end of Season 3, uh, we had the, the wedding between Fraser Crane, who came in, Kelsey Grammer, who obviously went on and played this role for a lot longer than he would have expected. And they were going to get married, and then, of course, it was Sam, I love you, don't get married. And then Diane broke off the wedding, and... Then, of course, didn't get with Sam anyway. But at the end of that third series was also an important part because Coach, who was played by Nicholas Colasanto, he actually died in real life. So they had to replace him. So in the show, they wrote him out as having died. And we brought in a new bartender, uh, Woody, played by Woody Harrelson. And this sent the show, I think, in a much... It helped to improve the show's ratings just by him being there. Now, the two characters were sort of similar in the way they played. Coach was, of course, more world-knowledgeable, I guess, but he was still <laughs> uh, naive in some ways, whereas Woody came in and was not world-knowledgeable at all and was quite naive and played that way so well. And that allowed all the other characters to play off him as well. And he was so well-written and so well-acted that the show improved because he had come into the actual show. Uh, 
obviously this also allowed uh, Fraser's character to become uh, more involved in the cast as well, and not just as the initial love interest for Diane. He could then become um, the <laughs> psychiatrist who would often try and uh, tell the people in the bar what they should be doing. Of course, they would then play off that as well. So the fact that his character had come in initially just to be uh, Diane's love interest, uh, I think it worked better once they had broken up and that he remained uh, and tried to find himself. I guess his character tried to find himself after that. And then eventually he got married to Lilith and then Lilith would come in, played terrifically by B.B. Newworth. And their relationship was then able to be involved in the, the show as well. So all of that kind of stuff, that change from the end of season three through to about season five, made the show a better show. And it wasn't until then um, Shelley Long decided that she was going to leave the show because she was uh, making movies and she thought she was going to be a famous movie star. I think Outrageous Fortune was the first one with Bette Miller that she was, uh, she'd gone out and she thought... I'm going to become hugely famous. So she left the show. And then they brought in Kirstie Alley to play Rebecca Howe. I guess at that time when Shelley Long left, and of course she left saying that she was going to go to Hollywood, um, sorry, Diane left to say she was going to Hollywood, and that she would be back in six months. And that, you know, because she and Sam were basically going to become engaged or married. And... Then, of course, Shelley Long left and Sam's character changed again because then Sam sold the bar, <laughs> bought a yacht, sank the yacht and came back to Cheers, not as the owner, but only getting a job as a bartender. So the whole relationship changed again. And probably from that point on, for the next four or five series, Sam was always trying to find a way to buy the bar back, get it back, because that's what he really wanted. Um, but again... Then he had this on-again, off-again thing with Kirstie Alley, with uh, Rebecca Howe. It wasn't the same as with Diane, because Rebecca had absolutely no interest in Sam whatsoever. So I think that, too, worked well, probably getting away from the angst relationship that Sam and Diane had had for five years, with Sam being able to move on and be the womanizer again that he had started off being in the first series. That, again, helped to improve the show. So... That was interesting that a couple of main characters had left. One obviously died, which was unfortunate. Another thought she was going to be a movie star. And they had to bring in two new characters, but the show didn't miss a trick. And that was what, not only through fantastic writing, but also terrific acting from both of those individuals. And as well as that, with Lilith coming in as well, B.B. Newworth, that also improved the whole show. Hey, Lilith. Query. If I had a problem and needed to talk to someone about it, would it be perpetuating a stereotype to actually select a bartender? Well, that, that depends. On what? On what you just said. I feel like a failure. A failure as a mother, ergo, as a woman and a person. Do you make a drink for failures here at Cheers? Uh, hold on a second. Phil, what do you drink? A Manhattan. Manhattan. <laughs> Sweetheart, I'll bet my bottom dollar that you're pretty good, Mom. Yes, well, 
considering that endorsement comes from a perennial Peter Pan with no sense of maturity or obligation. You'll excuse me if I don't leap over the bar, embrace you, and say, really, Sam, you think so? Well, glad I could be there for you. I'm sorry. Perhaps I'm just bitter because Fraser is succeeding with our son where I failed. He is indeed a better influence on my precious baby. Hey, guess what, everybody? Little Frederick beat Clifford Dart. <laughs> Frazier? Uh-oh. What are you doing here? I didn't give my son to you so you could run off and spend the day in a bawdy house. Yes, well, my, my little chopped salad. I mean, we just got here, what, ten minutes ago? Hmm? You're lying. Well, yes, I'm lying, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I thought that Frederick might enjoy himself. Enjoy himself in a bar? He's 11 months old. What kind of values can he learn here? Well, I thought the place had a lot to offer. Oh, please. He'll never learn to speak in this environment. Afternoon, everybody. Everyone has their own opinions on who were their favourite characters from the show and, and what worked and what didn't. And... Obviously, uh, Ted Danson's role as Sam Malone was the central character in all of that. And a lot of the, uh, the main storylines revolved around Sam. And then it would be Sam and Diane or uh, Sam and Rebecca. But it was the secondary storylines that happened in each episode with the people in the bar that were generally the, the best part of it. And for me, Cliff Clavin was the best character on the show. He, he he knew everything. He was the he was the the knower of all of the most general useless general knowledge in the world, and of course he was always put down by Carla. Like it was, Carla never gave him credit for anything. Any conversation that happened, Cliff would come up with a here's an interesting point or whatever it was, and everyone would Randy would say, "Oh no, not Cliff again." <laughs> and he was of course the butt of jokes from Norm and from everyone who came into the bar. And perhaps he's my favourite character because he just reminds me so much of myself in the fact that I have been accused of having useless general knowledge in that kind of stuff and that generally get uh, thought of as a know-it-all sometimes when I bring up stuff like that. And so I've always been able to relate to Cliff. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but... His character was so good, and John Ratzenberger played that character so well that you know if it was played slightly off, he could have been like a really sort of character you'd say, "Oh God, not him again," and oh, you know, not that you'd feel sorry for him, but you would think just, "Oh, he's just a cringeworthy character." But he was never that. He was never ever that. He was always the guy that you would laugh at for what he was saying and for what then came back to him. And he never seemed to take anything to heart when when uh, people would play jokes on him or be the butt of their jokes or when Carla would just keep putting him down. He could have played that a different way and it wouldn't have worked and he didn't. And I think that's really is a credit to John Ratzenberger in that role. Look at the other characters there as well who came in to the show from the outside who weren't the regulars, uh, so there was always there was always this little niggle thing between. Uh, do you remember Gary's old town tavern? So it was always cheers against the old town tavern, and oh, here's Gary, and they always had uh, 
back and forth battles between the two of them. I think there was one episode actually where they had a, a ten pin bowling contest, and of course, Old Town Tavern had a ring in, and it looked like the Cheers were going to lose, and then Diane actually came on and suddenly had played down her role, and suddenly she could be really good, and then they end up winning. Um, so those little battles in different episodes were good. And then, of course, there was always Melville's upstairs, the restaurant upstairs, and the owner, uh, John John Allen Hill was the name of the character. And they always had a running battle between him and Sam as to what was going to go on. And, uh, and you know, Sam very rarely won any of these things. It was always, he was always the one who thought he was going to win, and then it didn't happen. And then, I think it was only the first couple of series, but then uh, there was a couple of little spots after that later on, but... Harry the Hat, who was played by Harry Anderson, who eventually went on to Night Court and, and other shows like that. Harry the Hat was fantastic. He came in and swindled all of them all the time. He just come in and and just had these little pieces in different episodes along the way. And everyone says, oh, God, it's Harry again. Oh, no, no we're not going to get fooled by you this time, Harry. And he'd say, no, I'm just here to do this and do that. And he would always win. And it was he was just fantastic. And I've, I've always enjoyed Harry Anderson's work as an actor now has sadly passed on as well. Uh, and his little roles, especially in those first couple of series, were just fantastic. And then you had Paul, who eventually came onto the bar to sit in that third seat next to Norman Cliff and be uh, another of the regulars. Uh, his uh, involvement increased as the series went on. And then I think... Um, you had little people around the place who, who came in and, and played their parts, but it was those secondary stories of whatever it was that was happening, whether it was uh, Norman, Norman, his wife, or whether it was Cliff with his harebrained schemes, or any of those kind of things, they always worked well to fill out the episode. So sometimes, and a lot of times, I think, in the later series, it wasn't actually the main story that was going on between, say, Sam and and Rebecca or whoever else was involved. It was those secondary stories with Norman Cliff uh, and Fraser uh, and Woody all being involved that, that really made the episodes what they were. Well, what I can't fathom is how one can drink ice-cold beer in freezing weather. Cliff, explanation, please. Now, how do you know he has one? Five bucks says he does, ten says it's a doozy. <laughs> When the uh, British rule the punch, you have ten bucks all the way. They drink uh, steaming hot pots of tea on the hottest days of the year to uh, balance out their inside and outside temperatures. See, conversely, uh, drinking an ice-cold drink on a cold day uh, actually results in a more uh, comfortable body temperature. All right. Why do you drink ice-cold beer on a hot day? Mr. Clevin. What else are you going to do with it? doing back there. Does anybody know anything about plumbing? Well, uh, Romans had an elaborate system of aqueducts here, Sammy. <laughs> they were uh, sort of the uh, forerunners of plumbing. Cliff, I need somebody to help me fix the plumbing. Oh, sorry, Sam. We are strictly theory. <laughs> <laughs> I think so there, Diana. Uh, I've got a pet little theory about that. Uh, you see, if you go back in history and uh, take every president you'll find that the numerical value of each letter in their last name was equally divisible into the uh, year in which they were elected. Uh, so who's going to win, Cliff? Uh, Reagan again? What, no, 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 not a chance. Yeah, I figured it out. Uh, by my calculations, uh, our next president 
has to be named Yelnik Nikwawa. That's the stupidest name I've ever heard. Sam, please, you're talking about our next president. So as I said, 11 series, uh, 275 episodes. And it was a when they decided to call it quits, they, it came at the right time. Sam had ended up being able to buy his bar back because he'd discovered um, that Lilith's partner was, uh, not Lilith's partner, sorry, Rebecca's partner had been uh, dudding the company that had bought it and so they sold it back to him. Uh, and then we had the last episode which again was a triple episode, and in much the same way as it happened with MASH uh, in their final episode, it was a big thing, and I, as I said in that episode, I'm pretty sure that's still the highest, rating, highest rated program ever watched on television in America, the end of MASH. The last episode of Cheers ended up being the highest rating program on television in America through the 1990s. So in the 1990s, it was the highest rated program that was watched on TV in America. And we came back to the last thing. And, and how do you wrap it all up? Well, I th- in the long run, it probably wasn't, again, like, like with MASH, it wasn't as funny as it could have been. Uh, it was all about wrapping up the storylines. And, of course, we had, um, we had Diane coming back and um she and Sam were going to get married and they were going to rush off and Sam was going to leave again with her and then they realized that it wasn't going to work and so he came back to the bar and there's a really nice scene at the end just with Sam and Norm uh where Norm said I always knew you'd come back they said because you would never leave your first love and of course Sam didn't really know what Norm was talking about and Norm was talking about the bar because that had always been Sam's love and that's pretty much the way it should have been there was no uh, there was the 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 concept that there was going to be this you know big reunion between Sam and Diane but that was never going to work and it's good that the writers didn't go that way and we came back to the end that we still had most of the people there in the bar and they sort of left and Sam was left by himself there at the end but life was just going to go on and that's the way the show had to end because you can't have Sam leaving uh, Cheers. You can't have any of the main characters saying, oh, that's it, I'm moving away, it's not going to work. We're all just going to keep coming back. And, the, and life was going to go on. Even if the TV series didn't happen anymore, life was going to go on. And it was the perfect way to finish that. It wasn't the funniest episode of the whole 275 that ran. In fact, if you rated it realistically, it wouldn't make the top 20 or 30 episodes. But it, it finished off the series nicely, and that that was why it had to be. For me, it was brought home just a few years ago. I went to Adelaide uh, with a couple of my best mates to watch the cricket, and all week in Adelaide, we went to these different pubs around the place, and each time we saw this place across the road that was always packed out the front, and we thought, well, that must be good, but there's too many people there. We're not going to go there. I don't want to go and get a drink there. On the last day, the cricket was over, and it was myself and, and, and one of my best mates, and we said, oh, there's no one there. Let's go and have a look. So we walked in, and it was all just this little two-tap bar in a corner, and then these massive poker machines, and that's all there was. And we sort of thought, oh, all right, 
and we're sort of looking around and the girl behind the pats, she said, I think you're looking for what's down the aisle. And I said, we looked at each other, we said, okay. And so we walked down the aisle through all these poker machines and then it was cheers. It was the bar, it was the, the tables, it was the chairs, all exactly you know how I would have imagined cheers to have been, to have walked into cheers. And we walked up to the bar and we sat on the bar stools and I think we looked at each other and more or less just said, oh, well, <laughs> it's Norman Cliff. <laughs> we put our money on the bar and drank there for many hours. It's a long story, so I won't go into it completely. But that was how I imagined Cheers was. And it was. it still sticks in my mind now. And I really just want to go back to Adelaide just to do that again. Because when you watch the show... And as I started, when I was a kid and I was watching it, so I was only 13, 14 at the, when the first series, obviously too young to go to pubs. And then when I started going to pubs, in my mind, I wanted to be in Cheers. But pubs weren't like that. And certainly, mostly in Australia, pubs aren't like that at all. And then occasionally, you, when you find one like that and you walk in and you feel like you're home and you feel like everybody knows your name. And that's what made Cheers for me such a great TV show because it was all filmed in this one set this one bar it looked comfortable it was never overcrowded you could walk in and as soon as you walked in um, Woody was already pouring your beer for you to put in front of you and when I was growing up that's what I imagined going to a pub would be like and even now when I can find a place that is exactly like that I am more than happy to go and sit there for many hours, and imagine that I am again in Cheers. I'm the best thing that could have happened to you, and you're too stupid to realize it. Are you kidding me? You are the worst thing that happened to me, and before you came here, I was a happy man. You honestly believe you were happier before you met me than you are now? Hell yes! I mean, how do you think it feels to be attracted to someone that makes you sick? <laughs> shut up long enough to write a check. You know, as a matter of fact, you can't shut up at all. You are trying to change the subject. No, 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 no. The subject is you can't shut up long enough to kiss me. You know, save your life. I bet you couldn't shut up for 30 seconds. Make it pin. Oh, I most certainly All right, let's see. You're going to time me? No, that's right. I'm going to time you. 10 seconds, starting now. This is the most... You want to try again? (laughs) I wasn't really trying. You want to see me do this? said this, you are the nuttiest, the stupidest, the phoniest fruitcake I ever met. You, Sam Malone, are the most arrogant, self-centered... Shut up! Shut your fat mouth. You make me 
make you. Wait, John, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bounce you off every wall in this office. Try it, and you'll be walking funny tomorrow. <laughs> or should I say funnier? You know, you know, I always wanted to pop you one. Maybe this is my lucky day, huh? You disgust me. I hate you. Are you as turned on as I am? More. <laughs> If you've gotten this far in, you're probably waiting for me to pick out my favourite episodes and tell you all about them. Well, that's really difficult because I must admit, I haven't watched Cheers really since it finished, which was, what was that, 93, 94? Uh, I've watched a few episodes since, but I haven't actually sat down and watched the series again. And so all of my memories of the show are just uh, scenes rather than actual shows uh, and the scenes were uh, more or less stuff that happens around the bar and it's more or less Cliff saying something about whatever conversation came up and everyone just hassling him about it or Woody's just brilliant remarks behind the bar that are so naive um, that you just can't help but laugh so I've played a couple of scenes here on this program that I again when I found them I just laughed out loud watching them so they're the kind of things that makes Cheers so good for me. Do I think you should watch it? If you can find it and you've got the time, I absolutely think you could watch it. Because maybe not every show is brilliant, but you will find more brilliant shows on there than average shows. And it was a terrific show. And has anyone really come out of it since? Well, Ted Danson continues to make TV shows and he has shown himself to be a brilliant actor um, beyond the character of Sam Malone. Uh, Fraser Crane, of course, uh, Kelsey Grammer has done so much, but also took that character for another 11-season run on the show Fraser, which was just terrific. Uh, and Woody Harrelson, of course, has gone beyond the character of Woody to become one of my favourite actors in Hollywood, and everything he does is just so brilliant. And even the guys like, even John Ratzenberger, who's, who's voicing of characters on animated shows, especially in the Toy Story, um, well, I was going to say trilogy, but there's four of them there, wasn't it, or five? I don't remember. He, he was always so good. So, so many of them have gone beyond what Cheers was, and, and that's a really good thing. And it also shows that the quality was there in the acting in the first place. So, yes. You should go and watch Cheers. If you've never watched it, I don't know why you're listening to this episode. If you have watched it, I'm sure you're already thinking to yourself, I really should catch up and try and find some of it. And I think there's some online. I don't know if it's streaming elsewhere, to be honest. But this has been really fun, just talking about this again. And uh, I hope that you've enjoyed this as much as I've enjoyed uh, talking about it with you. Uh, and, of course, beyond that, I hope that... Uh, on top of that, maybe you'll come back and listen to some other episodes down the track. You mightn't like cricket or sport, which is what I mainly talk about. But maybe just listening to me talk is worth the price of admission. No? No. Okay. In that case, thank you for listening as far as you have on this episode. And I do hope that somewhere down the track, maybe, you'll find the time to come back and check out another episode of my talking podcast. Thoughts from the Metal Cabin.
That's all for today's edition of the Almanac Report. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you'll come back and check out further episodes down the track, right here on the podcast, Thoughts for the Metal Cabin. You have been listening to a Metal Cavern production.